0: Up with us as we proclaim the power of Jesus' name this morning. Worship with us as we sing. Glad you're here.
1: Well, good morning, and welcome to Harmony. Whether you are here in person or you have joined us online, we are thrilled that you've made the choice to spend some time with us today. And uh, we're going to be together for about the next hour, uh, and uh, we're going to have an awesome time as we gather and celebrate Jesus and who He is uh, in our life and who He wants to be. Uh, no matter where you're at in life today, I hope that when we leave this place uh, in just a little bit, that you are more encouraged to take on the week and the things that are in front of you. Uh, Uh, Some of the things that are known, some of the things that will come up that are unknown, uh, because that happens to all of us, uh, but when we walk with Jesus and uh, we allow him to be Lord of every area of our life, uh, it makes a complete and total difference in our day-to-day living. Well, today we're continuing our series entitled Remarkable, and we're just talking about Jesus from a perspective of Mark. Uh, We're taking a look at the life of Jesus through the eyes of Mark uh, and and the story that he tells us, and today we're going to take a look at that uh, from Mark chapter 4 and just talk about some things that are really practical uh, that have an application for my life and your life. But before we do that... We're going to sing a couple more songs, uh, and then we'll get into the message. If you're a guest here with us today, I want to thank you for uh, being with us, and uh, if this is your first time, I would love for you to stop by the Connection Center on your way out today. We have a gift that we would love the opportunity uh, to send home with you, and we would love the opportunity uh, to learn more about you uh, and uh, how we can serve your family. If you're watching online, let us know. Just, just tell us, hey, this is the first time uh, that I'm connecting with you, and uh, we would love to be able to connect with you uh, and and just build that relationship and serve you in any way uh, that we can and we have a gift for you as well so if you would let us know uh, again we'd love the opportunity uh, for that well I've got some prayer requests for you uh, tomorrow uh, our teens leave for camp all right and young people uh, going to camp is always a, a good thing they have uh, a time of their life while they're there uh, and uh, they're going to learn about Christ and they're going to learn about it in a very fun uh, fast-paced uh, environment uh, so pray for them as uh, they They go throughout uh, the week and uh, moms and dads, it's not too late if you have a teen, uh, if you have a seventh grader through uh, a senior, uh, if you would like for them to go, I believe that there's uh, still room for them to go. Uh, So if you would like more information about that, please see uh, Pastor AJ before you leave today and uh, we'll help uh, in any way that we can uh, to get them there because we believe it'll make a difference uh, in their life and in their future. I want to ask you uh, to pray for uh, Wayne and Barbara Goad. Uh, They have been a part of our church family uh, for several years now, and uh, it's been an honor to have them. Uh, They've not been able to attend a lot just because of health uh, conditions, and and Barbara went to be with the Lord this last week, uh, and uh, her funeral uh, will be Tuesday at Flanner and Buchanan at Floral Park, uh, that's just over off of Holt Road, Uh, and the viewing will start at 10, uh, and it'll go till 1, and the service will be at 1 o'clock. So please pray uh, for Wayne and Barbara Goad that God uh, would be with them uh, and and take care of them during this time. And I know that we're in the midst of summer, uh, and things are picking up. And people uh, have vacations and and all of those things, and it's nice to be able to go someplace, right? Uh, we, we we get that and understand that. Uh, but as you're traveling, stay connected with us online. It's a it's a great way uh, to to stay up to date and, and to stay connected as to what's taking place here at Harmony. Next Sunday is uh, July the fourth, and uh, we have uh, the the honor uh, to to have Gary Varville speak next Sunday morning. Uh, and uh, I I'm gonna be here. Uh, he's just I, I figure there's nobody better. Uh, uh, that, that'll come in and share where we're at and things that are going on today from a perspective of God's word with whatever the Lord lays on his heart uh, than then Gary. So he's going to be uh, speaking on next Sunday, and uh, I know it's going to be uh, a blessing. But before we go any further in the service, let's just join our hearts uh, in prayer, and let's just ask God to work uh, in our hearts and our lives today. Father, we come to you, and we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done and, and all that you're going to do. And Lord, we just uh, ask you today, as uh, people are facing struggles, as they're dealing with grief and the loss of a loved one, Father, I just, uh, I ask you to to be with them and to meet the need that's in, in their life. Lord, I thank you for the incredible time that uh, we had at a golf outing uh, yesterday as, as a church and all the, the teams and the people that, that were there just to to have fun centered around you, Lord. We thank you for those that planned it and, and did all the things with it uh, and made sure it was done. God, you have blessed and, and you have done so much uh, through what many would call a, a difficult circumstance, a pandemic. Lord, you've been good to us and, and you've been faithful. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be faithful, that you would help us to live our life for you. And Lord, help us to hear from you today. For it's in Christ's name,
0: amen. Amen. Would you stand with us one more time? The one thing about the remarkable series for me is when the disciples, the apostles, see the evidence of Jesus being God, it's an awesome thing. And that's what this song is all about. I see the evidence. Sing with me right here. This is in you see the evidence of him in your life and you let go and let God, that's when you can say, it is well with my soul. Sing right here. Grander earth has quaked before Moved by the sound of his voice Seas that are shaken and stirred and be calmed and broken for my regard. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all, through it them. I'm seeing this morning. You may be seated. Please pay attention to the video screen.
1: Most people look at their life and they would be honest to say, you know what, I I feel like something is missing. Even when life is good, even when life seems like it's in, in balance, there's something inside of us, each and every one of us, where, where we often say, look, there's just something that's missing from my life. Let me ask you a question today. Have you ever been in a setting or situation where, where you're going through life and, and you just feel like something is missing? Let's just have a, a moment of, of honesty. And Anybody out there ever feel that way? Something's missing, something's just not right. We, we've been there. Every one of us has, has been there. And then we look at the life of Jesus. And, and, and here's what we do. We look and say, man, he had an incredible life. What made his life so remarkable? What, what makes his story different from, from ours? What separates him And we begin to look and and we find out that we we could say, wow, he's he's the son of God and and he's perfect, right? He always has it all together. Or or maybe we could just walk down through and and begin to look and say, okay, outside of Jesus being the son of God, that's that's absolutely perfect. What set his life apart and made his life so remarkable, so different that I could take away and, and put that in my life? And you know, as we begin to look at the life of Jesus, one of the things that made his life so remarkable is Jesus never just lived for himself. Jesus lived his life for for others. He he lived his life for the Father, and today as as we're going to to look and and to learn and dive a little deeper into, Jesus lived his life for a kingdom. Now today, we're going to take a look at Mark chapter 4, and we're going to be in some verses where Jesus is starting started to teach in parables, and, and really a parable is just like this, this picture that Jesus teaches through words that, that comes alongside and brings out some truth. So, so it's this picture, this story, where Jesus says, look, I want to help you see some truth, and I want to help you experience some truth. And in this story, in this setting and situation, here's what we're going to discover. Jesus is going to liken some things of this life to the kingdom. And he uses the word kingdom multiple times, and he says, look, here's one thing that makes my life remarkable. He doesn't say it this way, but everything in there says, I'm living for something different. You see, if you want a different life today, if you want your life to be, to be better, if you want your life to be a little more remarkable, Jesus says, look, here's what I want you to do. I don't only want you to come and follow me, but I want you to live your life for something beyond you. I want you to live your life for this thing that we call the kingdom. Let's take a look at Mark chapter four and just read down through a few verses. Mark chapter four, verse number 21. Here's what Jesus is saying to those that that have gathered around. Now, keep in mind, he's teaching around the Sea of Galilee, one of his his favorite spots. And and as he comes there, he he gathers a crowd, and people are are wanting the healing crusade. They're, They're wanting to learn more about him. And Jesus is now saying, look, there's more to this than just getting something from me. There's more to this than just getting to know who I am. Here's what he says, verse number 21. And he said to them is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed it is not to be set on is it not to be set on a lampstand for there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed nor has anything been kept secret but that it should be that it should come to light if anyone has ears to hear let him hear then he said to them take heed what you hear with the same measure you use it will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given for whoever has to him more will be given but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away verse number 26 it says this and he said the kingdom of god is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how for the earth yields crops by itself first the blade then the head after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. In verse number 30, then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up. And becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Then we read the verses that go on and it says Jesus talked to them in parables. And while he was alone, he explained things to his disciples. Now up until this point, here's what Jesus has done. Jesus has, has walked by and he's found Andrew and Simon who would become Peter. And he said, hey, why don't you, you follow me? Then he found James and John and he said, why don't you follow me and I'll make you to become more than fishers of fish, right? I'll make you become fishers of men so he just randomly is walking uh, along the Sea of Galilee uh, walking along where the fishermen are and he says look why don't you come and follow me why don't you live your life for for something more and and they leave the, the family business they leave the servants they leave the boats behind and they go and they follow Jesus then one day he he's he's walking along and and he sees this guy named Matthew the Bible calls him Levi in, in mark chapter 3 and and here's what happens he sees this guy that that some translations view and and depict and Call him scum. He, he sees him and he says, hey, why don't you come and follow me? And the Bible says that, that Levi got up from that tax collector's booth and he said, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come and follow you. And he spends a little time with Jesus and he says, not only am I going to follow you, I'm going to go back and, and and get rid of the mistakes that I've made and the sins that I've committed where I robbed people. I'm going to go and I'm going to give them money that I took from them unjustly. So there's this radical change in Levi's life. And everywhere he goes, people are coming to him, and Jesus is saying, hey, you can follow me. But when we get to the end of Mark chapter 3, and we start coming into Mark chapter 4, he starts talking a little different. He's moving from now calling people to to follow him to saying, look, I want to bring some things out of you. I want to help you live a remarkable life. I want your life to be much greater than just knowing who I am. I want you to reflect me. I want you to live truly for me. Not just know about me. And do you know why a lot of us don't live a more remarkable life? It's not because we're terrible people. It's not because we don't have the, the best job. It's, it's not because we don't belong to, to the largest group around. It's not because we're lacking influence. For many of us, it's because we know a lot about Jesus, but we're not living it out. And Jesus is calling those that are listening to live out what he is teaching. So when we look at Mark chapter 4 and we look at the things that Jesus gives us that will make our life more remarkable, that will make our life a little more like him, here's what he says, one of the first things that that we can take away from this teaching as we look in Mark chapter 4. He says in verse number 21, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Did you know what he's, he's saying? He's saying, look, you, you guys have these things called a lamp, and, and there's, there's a wick, and, and there's oil, right? And then there's the, the stand that, that it goes in. Look, we light it so that not only you have the light, but so others have the light as well. Do you know what Jesus is telling you and I? He's telling his his listeners on this day as they're leaning forward and saying, look, we want to learn more. Do you know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, look, if you really want to know who I am and you really want to follow me and you want a remarkable life, then then here's what you need to do. Be a light. Be a light. Now, some of you are thinking, look, I'm not sure that that's that deep. What, what, What do you mean by that. Jesus is teaching in an area, and he's by the Sea of Galilee, and there's uh, three bodies of water that are very popular. One is the Jordan, and the Jordan is, is going to go ahead and be a source. And the Jordan feeds the Sea of Galilee, and it also is, is a source for the Dead Sea. Jesus is giving something that's very practical around three areas that are all different and distinct. The Jordan is a source. The Sea of Galilee has, has a lot of great things going on, and people are, are going there to fish, and it's very familiar in the life of Christ, and he spends a lot of time there, yet there's the Dead Sea that we read a little bit about, but it doesn't seem like much happens there, and one of the reasons is this, it receives water, but it never lets any out, and Jesus is here in this environment, and he says, look, some of you are receiving the light, and you know about the light, but, but here's the reality. Your life isn't more of what it needs to be and what you want it to be because you're never giving any light off. He says, some of you want to follow me, and you want to you keep me all to yourself. Think about this truth for just a moment. How many times up to this point have the quote-unquote religious leaders, the people that know about God, gotten nasty with Jesus and other people because other people are beginning to see who Jesus is. We walk back and, 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 and there's this crowd and four friends carry their, their friend up on a, a rooftop and they lower him down. Why? Because they believe that Jesus was the answer. And undoubtedly... There was questions, and we see them recorded in Scripture, and some of the religious Pharisees, the Sadducees, what, what do they say? They, they say this. They say, why is, why is he healing on the, the Sabbath? Why, why is he forgiving sins? I mean, that's something that only God can do. Who does this guy think he is? Did you know, those are people that knew about the light, they really didn't know the light, but here's a tragedy They didn't want anybody else to be exposed to the light. And how many times do we receive light, blessings from Christ, hope from Christ, the truth from Christ as to who he is, yet yet we don't share it. We don't let other people be exposed to it. We, we expose people to our bad week, right? We expose people to the, the bad things about other people. We, we expose people to, to our troubles. We expose people to, to our circumstances. We pass those things along, yet how many times do, do we pass up opportunities to be the light for, for Jesus Christ? How many times do, are, are we gathering around and, and we just don't take an opportunity to, to share the light of Christ. Do you know what Jesus says? He says, For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He says, look, I want you to dwell on this, and I want you to to think on this. One of the things that Jesus has said and is getting ready to say again is this, the more you share the light, the more you'll see the light. Jesus is saying, the more you begin to share who I am and share the truth that I represent and that I embody and that I have, the more you're going to see. Jesus says, look, I don't want you to keep the light of who I am to yourself because when you begin to share it with other people, you know what's going to happen? You're going to begin to see me in new ways if we want our life to become more remarkable, if we want our life to be a little bit different, one of the things that Jesus says is be the light. Don't hide the light. Don't keep the light to yourself. He says, look, you don't don't get a light and you don't waste the oil and you don't waste the wick so that you can put a shade over it or take it and and hide it under a bed. Let me ask you something. Most of us today have a, a cell phone, right, That that's really not just a phone, I mean, it's like a computer in your pocket nowadays, And, and except for some of the old schoolers that are hanging onto the flip phone and you're not gonna make the change, right? That, that is perfectly fine, I, I, I get that. You, you text and it takes you three days to say hi because you, you gotta scroll down through and, and do that. I, I, I get that, right? Been there, done that, it took me a while to learn it back when that was, you know, what you were doing. But but here's the reality, how many of you buy a cell phone strictly for the flashlight, We, we don't, right? But do we use it? Yeah, we, we, we do. I go to a restaurant. I, I get out my cell phone, not because I'm going to talk to somebody, not because I'm going to text, but because I want to see the menu. <laughs> my wife will say, why don't you just bring your reading glasses in? And I'm like, what reading glasses? I've, I've got a, a light, and I, I use that light, but you know what? Many of you, if not all of you, would think there's something seriously wrong with me. If and you probably already do, right? That's that's fine. Let's see. You're 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 free to feel that way. Re- remember, I know more about most of you than you know about me. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, so, so when, when we look at it, how, how many w- would say, look, there's something totally wrong with you because you got this cell phone and you use the bill, uh, you, you, you pay it and, and you, you, got all this plan, but all you ever do is, is use it when you can't see your menu, when, when something's dropped under the couch. And, and you're searching for it, and it's back in a place where, where you, you can't see it. When you need to see something that, that's hard, you would say, wow, that's, that's really odd. And, and here's the reality. A lot of us only only get the light of Jesus out when we need something in an immediate situation. And then we begin to put it away. And it's no different than, than what Jesus is speaking of. He says, look, it's absolutely crazy to waste the wick and waste the oil, to burn a light, to put a shade on it so people can't see. You you don't get it out and and you don't get the oil, which was a precious commodity. You don't get it out and waste the wick, which again, what was something that was needed, something that was used, something that had value. You you don't get that and, and place it so you can see under a bed. He said the purpose of it is to give light to all That are around. And he says, the more light that you take in and the more light that you share, the more light you will know and experience in your life. What does it mean to be a light? It means to let the love of Jesus shine through you, it means to let his truth be recognized by your presence in places where you're at and where you gather? What, what keeps us from, from being the light? I, I think sometimes we're, we're kept from being the light because we're worried about what other people are, are gonna think of us. I think sometimes we're, we're not the light that we're called to be because we would rather blend in a, a setting and, and circumstance. We, we would like to stand out, but we would like to stand out in a positive way We'd like to stand out and be recognized in a, a subtle way, something that, that maybe we're comfortable with, but, but not something that, that would really set us uh, apart. And, and Jesus says, Look, what's keeping you from being the light? Because if you'll listen to what I'm saying, there's some dark places and there's some desperate people, and they need the light that you have. And here's a truth. When you begin to share the light and be the light, you'll see more of the light, and so will others. So let me ask you today, what's keeping you from being the light? What's keeping you from being the light? We would be quick to say, I I don't know enough about Jesus, and I, I would tell you this, Most of us who have had the privilege of spending any time in our country having a Bible in print form, on digital form, on your phone, whatever it might be, going to a few church services know just as much about Jesus as these followers did at this point. And here's what Jesus says. He says, if you'll listen to me, He says, whoever has an ear to hear, you need to hear. He says, I've given you a light, and you need to share that light because the light was not given to you for you to keep. It's not given to you for you to to hold to yourself. He moves on in in teaching from from that. He says, the more light you, you have, the more light you're going to get. When when you don't show your light, eventually that that light is just going to kind of like disappear. You're going to miss out on on who Jesus really is and the blessings that that he has for your life. You're not going to realize what's been placed in your hands, the opportunity that you have. But he he moves on and, and, and he says this, the kingdom of God... Is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself first the blade, then the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. He says, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts the sickle, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has has come. Jesus says, I-, I want you to be the light. But then the, the next thing that he does is he transitions to, to this concept of a man scattering seed. And last Sunday we looked at, at what that was about, right? The heart, the soil, the, the different things that, that were there. And here's what, what Jesus says. He says, look, there, there's a guy that's going out and scattering seed. And he says, the kingdom of God is like someone going out scattering seed. And, and he, he says, they scatter the seed. On the ground, they go to sleep, and, and all of a sudden, something has grown up. Here's what Jesus is is telling us. He's telling us to be the light first, then he's telling us to expect growth. Expect growth. Some of us would say, look, I don't I don't need to be the light. Because I don't know that much about it. And Jesus says, no, I want you to be the light. And not only be the light, but understand that as we're being the light, it's like scattering seed. And when we're scattering seed, when it's the the word of God, when it's the truth of God, here's what we can expect. We can expect growth. Some of us aren't much of a light in our life because we don't expect that God can do much with us. But here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like. Do you you know what that, that tells you and, and me. Do you know what truth is, is tucked away in there? He says, the rules of the kingdom are a little bit different than what we often experience in this life. He says, how the kingdom works is, is not completely dependent upon you. Jesus says, I want you to be the light. And as a result of being the light, here's what we do. We scatter some seed, which is God's word. It's his truth. And he says, expect growth when that happens. So, so what's he he's saying? He's saying that this guy goes and scatters seed. He says this lady goes and scatters seed, the truth, the word of God. And here's what's happening. They're scattering the seed where it's intended to go. Where is the, the word of God intended to go? The word of God is intended to go into your heart and into your mind, into my heart and into to my mind, into the hearts and minds of people that don't yet know him. He says, look, let's just take the seed and let's go scatter it. Be the light, spread the seed, expect growth. Why? Why should we expect growth? Because we're trusting God with the results. You know what happens in this passage of scripture that Jesus says? He says, this guy goes and scatters seed and he goes to bed and by night he sleeps and the next day he awakens. He goes out and he scatters some more seed. By night he sleeps. The next day he awakens. He goes out and scatters some more seed and and he goes to bed. And the next day he awakens and, and, and this cycle goes on. But there's growth that's taking place. How does it happen? He says, he himself does not know how the growth has happened. He says, For the earth yields crops by itself. By itself. I could bore you with a a long dissertation about what that means in the Greek and where it's found, but it's only found one other time in Scripture by itself. And it's when Peter's walking out of the prison area and a miracle is taking place and the gate opened by itself. Did you know what that tells me? That tells me that when you and I are a light and we're sharing the truth of who Jesus is, that we can trust God for results because Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 11 says this, my word will not return unto me void. It will accomplish what I want it to. We look at Romans chapter one, verse number 16. It says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. You know, you know Romans 1:16 says it's the power of God that, That takes care of that. Some of us don't scatter some seed because we don't feel like we're capable. Some of us don't don't share the truth and and we're not being a light because we think that we'll get it wrong. We think that there's some magic formula that we have to say it right and do it right. And and here's the the truth. Jesus gives us a passage of scripture and he says, look, you, you don't have to be an expert in growth. He says you just need to expect growth. You go scatter the seed and and trust me with it. Let let me ask you this. What would happen in your life if you just trusted God to help you be the light and you went out and you were the light? What would happen in your life if you said, okay, God, I'm, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna expect you to do what you say you'll do and I'm going to share some truth, and I'm going to put it into the hearts and lives of the people around me that I know that need you. I'm going to share who you are with some people around me that are struggling. They already know who you are, but they're walking through a difficult time, and they need some hope, and they need some strength, and they need some encouragement. I'm going to sow your word into their life. What would happen if you begin to approach life that way? You know what the Bible says what would happen? growth would would take place. It doesn't tell us how much. It just tells us that growth would take place. Do do you know what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying, look, be the light and expect growth and and trust me with the results. But there's a third thing that that Jesus gives us and and we'll wrap it up with this. In verse number 30, he, he says this. To what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It's like a mustard seed. When it is sown on the ground, it is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. I think Jesus tells us a couple of things in these last verses. He's told us to be the light. He says, you're a light, what you do with it. When you are the light and you're sharing it, you're going to receive more light and people are going to benefit, including yourself. He says, you're going to expect growth because when you'll put the seed out, I'm going to do something with it. But he, he wraps it all up with a picture of a mustard seed. And the mustard seed was, was the smallest seed in this community, in this place where, where Jesus is, is talking. He says, as, as you know seeds, the mustard seed seems small. It seems insignificant. It doesn't seem like it has much value. It doesn't seem like it can do much at all. But, but here's what it can do. Jesus tells us, to don't underestimate. Don't underestimate, first of all, faith. Why, why, do, you, why do you share the word of God? Why, why, why do you sow seed because you believe it? Why do we not share it many times because we think that we're insignificant so that we look and, and we say, man, my insignificance, my lack of ability is, is, is more powerful than God's perfect word. Jesus says, no, that's not the way it is. When you sow, when when you put some seed out there, he says, I can do some incredible things. Don't underestimate faith, your belief, your response, your, your action. He says, don't underestimate the word of God, because that's what we're dealing with. The book of Hebrews says that the word of God is alive. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can meet the need of any heart and any life. And God said his word won't return void. It will accomplish what he wants it to in that setting. So, so what are we doing with it? I think sometimes we're underestimating a little bit of faith in our life. I think sometimes we're underestimating the word of God and what it can do and and what it calls us to. Jesus says, don't underestimate the, the word of God. Don't underestimate something simple like scattering seed. It's simple. It was routine. It was something that every one of them would have been familiar with. That's what they did. That's how they lived. It was routine. But do you know what they had to do in that routine? They had to be intentional. Because they scattered the seed, they came back and they worked it into that soil. To the hearts. To the lives that were responsive. Sometimes we scatter seed and if we don't see an immediate response. And we think it's all up to us and we say, man, I did it wrong. I'm never going to do this again. No. Jesus has already told us, look, you go out and scatter some seed, you go out and share the truth, and some are going to respond and, and, and some won't. But let's try and help get the rocks out of their heart. Let's try and, and help get the, the issues out of their life and, and walk them closer to me. But, but trust him with the results each and every time. Don't underestimate faith. Don't underestimate the word of God. Don't underestimate a simple process like scattering seed. I think he's telling us not to underestimate a small, humble beginning. But I love the last verse in verse number 32. It says, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. I think Jesus is telling us don't underestimate the kingdom of God. You see, when Jesus uses the word kingdom, everybody was looking for a ruler and a dictator right then and right there. When he said, Look, there's this kingdom, they all leaned in and and they had this thought process where where Jesus maybe is going to set up a kingdom right here, right now, in their midst, and, and they would get financial relief, they would get political rest. And their life would be better. But Jesus says, look, no, the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like people that, that, that go out and they are a light and they scatter the seed. And here's what happens in that kingdom. People with humble beginnings and people with little faith can be a part of something that all of a sudden shoots up out of, out of nowhere. And the entire time, it can do things that we often take for granted. He says the kingdom of God is like this mustard seed that's sown into the ground and and it might seem insignificant, but but it's very powerful when it's applied. In verse number 32, it says, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Do, Do you know... What that tells me, it tells me, first of all, that the kingdom of God is powerful. It's powerful. It can change a life. It can do things that you and I cannot do because it's not about us. You see, one of the mistakes that we as Christians often make One of the mistakes that we as pastors often make is we think everything in this life is about the local church. And here's the reality. The Christian life is not about a local location. The Christian life is about a kingdom that's far greater than anything we can imagine. And if our vision of Christianity, no matter who we are, is all about a local place, we have a really small vision. A very small focus of, of what God is up to. He says it is powerful, but then he says it's personal. He says that, that little bird, that bird can come. A single bird can come and be a part of it. No person is too insignificant, but it says also that it's provisional. It's powerful. It, it, it will rise up, and, and it'll have large branches, and it'll be bigger than anyone ever thought because it is but he says it's it's personal one seemingly insignificant one can come and find what they need it's powerful it's personal it's provisional it meets the need do you know so many of us are looking for a way to meet the needs and the lives of other people and here's what Jesus says Jesus says be a light expect growth and don't underestimate what faith, what the word of God, what the kingdom of God can do. Because the kingdom of God is powerful, far more powerful than you or I. It's personal, there's a place for everyone. And it's provisional, it meets the needs of everyone around us. So while we're trying to figure out how to meet the needs in people's lives and come up with something that's new and slick and up to date, Jesus says no, there's this thing, It's called being a light. And he says, the more light you receive, the more light you give, and the more you give, the more you receive. He says, so be a light. He says, expect growth, be that light, scatter the seed, here's what happens. You leave the results to me, I'll take care of it. And don't underestimate what the kingdom of God can do through you. Because today, no matter who you are, if you know Jesus Christ, here's the reality. You're a light. The question is, how bright are you burning? How are you being the light? How are you sharing the light? Are you expecting growth? Or are you underestimating what you can do? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God and what he can do in us and through us. So Jesus says, you want a remarkable life? He says, be the light. Expect that growth. And don't underestimate what he can do in you and through you and in the lives of the people that you're scattering the seed in. Would you pray with me? In just a moment, we're going to have a a moment of uh, of prayer. And I want to be able to pray with you and pray for you. And today, maybe you're here and you would say, John, you've talked about Jesus and his teaching. You've, You've talked about being a light and how if I'm a Christian, I I am a a light. And maybe today you would say, I'm not 100% certain that I'm a Christian. I'm not certain there's a moment in my life where I can look at and say, this was the day, this was the moment, this was the time where I I said, I'm a sinner, my life is, is certainly not perfect, I've missed God's mark, and I wanna ask him to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. Today, if you've never done that, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he gave his life for you. He died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again on the third day. And he would love for you to receive the light today, to receive him as your savior. If you've never done that, but you would like to, right here, right now, I would just like to lead you in a simple prayer that goes something like this, and you make it your prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you, it's the faith that saves you. It's the intent of your heart. A simple prayer that says something like this, Dear Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner and I need a savior, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. Thank you for saving me. Help me to learn more about you and to live my life for you. That's all it is. It's that simple. He's done everything else. If you prayed a prayer like that in a minute, whether you're in person, whether you're online, no matter where you're at, you're a part of the family of God. You're, You're a part of what Jesus came to do. So if you've made that decision, we would love for you to let us know Online, let us know through our website, let us know through prayer requests. Just say, Look, I made a decision today and I, I want to learn more about Jesus and who He is. If you're here in person, stop by the Connection Center on your way out or, or come up immediately following the service. And, and one of the people that is up here playing a, an instrument, part of our band, part of our worship team, they would welcome the opportunity to share with you more about who Jesus is and what He wants to do in your life but we want you to let us know. Maybe you're here today and you would say, John, I, I, I know Christ, honestly. I need to, to be that light. I've received it, I've just not been being the light. I, I can share a lot of things about other parts of my life, but I, I have trouble sharing my light and being that light in different situations. And maybe you would say, as a Christ follower, as a disciple, I wanna do more of that in my life. Maybe some of you are saying I'm trying to be a light, but I don't expect much because I feel like I'm not that talented. I feel like I'm gonna say the wrong thing. I feel like I don't know enough. That's you, I would encourage you to to pray and and say, Lord, help me to look beyond that. Help me to quit underestimating who you are and what you can do. Whatever your need might be, as I take a moment and close us in prayer. Together, I want to ask you to join me in prayer and just make your prayer your prayer to the heart of God as I pray. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Lord, as we gather, as we celebrate who you are, all the things that you've done and the things that you're going to do, Lord, I ask that you would help us to be the light Lord, as we unfold a a vision that you have given us, Lord, as we lay out and Lord, as we continue to work with the Timothy Initiative and World Help and Liberty Church Network and and Converge and other mission partners, God, help us to always realize that it's about your kingdom. It's not just about us being a light right where we are, oh, we have to do that. You've called us to do that, but help us to realize that it's, it's much greater, that when we're being a light and we're expecting growth and we're not underestimating who you are and what you can do from something that seems small and insignificant, God, it's your plan to change the world through the local church, through your kingdom that we get to be a part of. And it's not just about one local person or one local group, but it's about walking with you and living for you and keeping your kingdom at the heart of all we do, no matter where we're at, no matter what's going on. Father, help us to be that light, help us to expect that growth, and help us to not underestimate what you can do. Be with us, we pray, for it's in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins, and to be your personal Savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and He demonstrated His love for you and for me by going to the cross, by Being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite Him to forgive you of your sins and to be your Savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my Savior. And He will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that He has. your life if you are a part of the Harmony family uh, you're part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus I want to thank you for joining us as well and I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so but please remember We're keeping everything online as well. So you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to HarmonyofAvon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of harmony at home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.